Hey guys, I am back and hold on. Let me try to adjust my volume here. We are going to talk a little bit about Royce Reed. She was on Basketball Wives, okay? She was on Basketball Wives the first two seasons. She was one of the original cast members as well as... Um, I don't know. She was a she wasn't a creator, but she definitely was one of the individuals that helped get the show um, off the ground and get you know promote the show to different networks so that they would pick it up. Okay, so she was very instrumental in that. So I know some people say, oh, they looked at the interview with Carlos King and thought that she was a co-creator. She wasn't a creator, but she was one of the she was really like a producer that didn't realize that she was a producer because she was green to the business. So again, she was on Basketball Wives. Shawnee O'Neal, and let me just back up for those of you who don't familiar, who are not that familiar with Basketball Wives. So the show was originally pitched as, you know, these are the ladies who were either married, hence Basketball Wives, or engaged or have been married two NBA players, past or present, of that time, I think it was back in 2009, and just following their lives. What is it like being with an NBA player as either the wife, the girlfriend, fiance, or ex-wife, you know, something like that. And Shawnee O'Neal, who had been married, she was divorced, she had been married to Shaquille O'Neal. Um, we had Royce Reed, who was this interview was about. Royce had a child named Braylon by Dwight Howard, who used to play for the Orlando Magic. And he's also been recently in the news for not all good reasons. But anyway, but she was never married to him, but they had obviously a relationship. Then you had someone named Susie on there, and I believe she was engaged to a basketball player. They never got married. I don't remember if she had children by this guy or not. I'm not sure. And then you had Evelyn Lozada, who you hear quite a bit, who's made her way around a lot of different professional associations, such as NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. Child, she gets around. Um, but anyway, so Evelyn, who uh, she was from New York, living in Miami, <coughs> she was engaged for 10 years to a basketball player. I don't remember what the basketball player's name is. Don't even care. Um and she had a daughter, but the daughter was not by that basketball player. So, but he, who you know, the, the basketball player that she was engaged to, treated the daughter like his own, and she pretty much looked at him like a father figure. Okay. Um, then you had Jennifer Williams. She was the only person that was currently married at the time, but her marriage was in a shambles. Her marriage was really on the on the rocks. And I think by the time we got to the end of season two, she was divorced. So technically she was an NBA wife, but it that didn't last very long. I mean, she was when the, when the show started, she it was on its last leg anyway. So that's the premise of it, right? Following their lives around, what life was like with these NBA players, even though you wouldn't see the NBA players. The only one that you would see is Eric Williams, who was married to Jennifer at the time. You did see him on there. The other ones, Shaquille never showed up. You never saw him. Didn't even hear his name too often. And Dwight Howard, you couldn't. Even, she couldn't even say his name. So, you know, it, it was kind of like, well, it, it, it didn't... People were thinking they were going to see these players a lot, like they were going to be part of the show, and they really were not. 
So at any rate, Shawnee O'Neal came to Royce and she was like, look, um, I am, you know, getting ready to start this show. I want you to be a part of it. She gave her the premise of the show. And Royce was like, okay, cool. I'll give it a shot. And I think at the time, Royce was was dancing for the Miami Heat. Now, Royce is a former Orlando Magic dancer. She graduated from FAMU. She was a dance major. She did gymnastics. You know, Royce is all into dance, gymnastics, that performance. That's her thing. So Royce thought the idea was cool. And from the sounds of it, her and Shawnee had a very good relationship. Shawnee felt like she could trust uh, Royce because Royce wasn't one of those cheerleaders that was trying to push up on NBA players. So she felt like Royce didn't have that type of reputation. Royce was a good person. So they developed a special bond, you know, and that's why Shawnee, well, at least Royce thought that's what it was. But anyway... Royce always felt like she could confide in Shawnee and tell her things, and they developed a really positive relationship as far as she knew at that time. So when they were pitching the show, Royce was saying that Shawnee wasn't around very much for the pitch, and Royce was the one going out with, I think, I don't know the guy's name, the co-creator with Shawnee, going around with him, pitching at all these different networks, the show and she says sometimes they will call shawnee and get some insight but for the most part royce was doing all the footwork and this no one would you know her so-called friend shawnee didn't let her know hey you really should go for producer credit royce didn't know much about the business she wasn't as familiar with reality tv like that to know what to ask for so it was a case of she had no idea. Shawnee, not really being her true friend, didn't let her know. So the show ended up getting getting picked up, um, as we already know. It got picked up on VH1. And, you know, once all the cast got put together and everything, you know, Royce did not know these people. You know, she wasn't familiar with any of the ladies. And so she really was like, okay, I guess... It is what it is. We're just going to start shooting scenes and see what happens. And, you know, initially when they start shooting, it wasn't a lot going on. It wasn't interesting. So I don't know who came up with this brainchild of just let's throw Royce under the bus. The way that Royce explained to Carlos was as if Shawnee came up with the idea, okay, we're going to do this pool party and get Royce to get out there and join this dance contest. And that was going to be the way they're going to usher in making basically creating this non-cool girl versus all the cool girls to popular girls group. This was the epitome of high school bullying. So, but again, Royce was very green behind the ears. She just didn't know anything about this. See, Royce, she told us a lot about her background. Like she didn't date when she was in high school because her parents didn't want her doing that. She got to college and she got a first boyfriend in college. Now she went on dates. The first she didn't say the guy's name, but she ran into a situation with a guy and he forced himself on her. So, you know, she never said who he was. She never said she reported him or anything of that nature. And so it was a non-consensual situation. So it kind of threw her off as pertains to trusting men, as pertains to relationships and her sexuality, things of that. I mean, as far as understanding sex, you know, what it was supposed to be about, how it's supposed to feel. So she had this guarded 
she was a little more guarded. Eventually, she did get to get with a guy who did like her and all of that and, and things like that. Um, but as far as discovering what really makes her feel great about herself, it took her several years. Like, Royce is 43, and she said the very first time that she felt this euphoria, if you will, with herself um, was... Uh, a few years ago. Now, you know, she's 43. Is she meaning what, five years ago, three years ago? I don't know, but it, it, it's, it's, it took a while to get to that point of that level of euphoria and all of that. And she was saying, and prior to that, you know, she did make some self-discoveries about herself. And so, you know, but with a man, this, had, this happened a few years ago. So and again, Carlos was thinking like this, probably akin to what she went through, the trauma that she had early on. Um, it, it, there was a lot of, you know, that situation probably definitely shaped her view and probably put a mental block as it pertains to enjoying herself in those situations. I'll put it like that. So anyway, getting back to the show, um, she was very disappointed in finding out how Shawnee was using information that she was telling telling Shani in private, and then somehow the ladies were make, making mention of these things that she thought was private between her and Shani, and now they're asking questions. Um, one of the things that came up was these text messages from Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille allegedly, I'm going to have to say allegedly because I haven't seen the text messages, uh, had contacted um, Royce, was interested in Royce and all of that, and, and was flirting with her, and Royce sent text message those text messages to shawnee to let her know hey look since we're doing this reality tv show i want you to know before someone else get a hold of these or brings it up that this is what happened and that got turned and used against her and in some kind of way evelyn brings it to her attention in a way that make it seem like royce was really trying to get with, with shaquille so they made royce look like the enemy Okay, she was the one that couldn't dress. She was the one because she wasn't really wearing all the labels and she was the dance girl and they, they made it seem like she was less than. And she was she just didn't understand where this was coming from. Like she didn't get it. It didn't make any sense. I remember as a viewer wondering at the time, like, well, I mean, she's a dancer. She's doing what she's doing. She's winning dance contests. She's not into all the fashions. I mean, that's just not her thing. I didn't but they really want to make her seem worse than what she was. And they try to make her out to be the enemy. And I'm like, this is really bullying. This is just, this isn't good. I, I didn't understand that. And, and Royce was like very, she didn't get <laughs> why this situation was going. Like she didn't understand like, okay, Shawnee being on the show partially as a castmate and then being an executive producer was also problematic. Because Shawnee's able to look at footage, take the footage, information that, you know, hasn't been shared, share with other people, and then use it against them. And once Roy started realizing how the game was being played uh, and how Shawnee was playing her to the left, she began to rethink coming back to the show. You know, she began to think that, you know, this show really isn't for her because, you know, how she's being used. Um, she talked about her relationship with Evelyn and that fight situation that came about and, 
you know, how Evelyn has been protected and she never got reprimanded for things. Um, she was like the day that, you know, she sat down to talk to Evelyn, you know, Evelyn was prepared to fight in the, uh, the, the, the security guards was already there to make sure to jump in. They knew what the plan was. Everything was such a setup and so fake. It was just like, you know, she was like, girl. And it was, you know, it was a world of non-trust. She talked about Susie just being used, which we saw last Susie was trying to fit in. Same thing with Jennifer. Um, she said that she doesn't talk to Susie. She doesn't talk to Evelyn. She doesn't talk to Shawnee. She has spoken with Jennifer. Now, I get the impression that her and Jennifer are kind of okay. I'm getting the impression that her and Jennifer are at least in a decent spot. Uh, I don't think they are close, close friends, but I think they still have conversation. She even asked about, um, Carlos did ask about his her relationship with Tammy. Because Tammy came on in season two. And, you know, her and Tammy did have some words and, you know, doing the handshaking in each other's face and all of that. And we find out that was Tammy's way of testing her because Tammy was testing everybody. And when she got to Roy, she thought she was going to run over Royce. And Royce was like, look, girl, I'm not that kind of person. You're not going to run me over. You're not going to bully me. I'm not the one. And Tammy had a good respect for that. So her and Tammy are cool. She she still talks to Tammy occasionally and they have a positive relationship. And um, she has been watching Basketball Wives kind of on and off throughout the years and all of that good stuff. Um, but her thing was not wanting to be affiliated, you know, with something that goes against her own brand because she owned a dance studio and she had these young ladies who would take this oath or this pledge about being positive, respect your bodies, respect others and all that kind of, all these positive affirmations. And yet she's on a show where they're calling each other all these different derogatory names and fighting and throwing glass. It just was very hypocritical. And I get it. So like, you're telling these girls one thing, but then when they turn on the television, they're seeing you in a totally different type of situation. So that didn't make any sense. So she said that was one of the reasons why she left. The other reason was um, she was trying to get into acting. She didn't want to be typecast as this girl from Basketball Wives. And she wanted to do some acting projects. So she has other things on her plate that she wanted to deal with um, as opposed to dealing with, you know, basketball lives. And I think that that was a smart thing to do. I think by her being so young and not knowing the business, unfortunately, she learned the hard, the hardship of it and how people who sometimes smile on your face are really not your friends. And Shawnee was definitely one of them. She put her in a situation and it just turned out to not be so positive for, for Royce at all. I'm glad she's now speaking out. She's able to talk about these things, right? So let's get into her meeting Dwight Howard. That was a big issue. So she um, was at the time dancing with the, was she dancing with the Orlando Magic? She was dancing with the Orlando Magic. And I think she had a boyfriend at the time. She went out with her homegirls to go to the movies and I think someone took a picture of her talking to Dwight Howard, sent it to the boyfriend. He was under the impression that she was cheating on him. And that really wasn't, that wasn't the case. She was really out with a girl. So when the boyfriend called, he broke up with her and all that. She's crying on the phone at the theater. And, you know, Dwight's telling her, you know, no man should make you cry. He's saying all the right things. 
And she wasn't interested in him at that time. She just thought he was a nice person, but her mind was still on the guy that she was really in love with at the time. So at any rate, you know, they did exchange numbers, you know, and they talked and her thinking was that she was going to find a way to make the ex-boyfriend jealous. Okay. Cause she felt like there was a chance that they could get back together. That did not happen. So <laughs> this is again, her being young and naive and not having a lot of dating experience. So she ended up continuing to talk to Dwight. Her and Dwight were, you know, uh, uh, became an item, but she didn't think that they were going to be an item. They never had this discussion about being an item. She just thought he was a good person, uh, a good friend, but it, she just did not think about it going anywhere else. And he started taking to two different events and saying that this is his lady, this is his girl, this is his boo, whatever the case, you know, he's letting it be known that this is the woman of the, in his life. And she was kind of like, well, we never had a discussion about that. So it came as a surprise, but she didn't fight him on it. She just kept, you know, she was like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. So in the process of them dating and she ends up going down to Miami and she, you know, dances with the Miami Heat and all of that good stuff. Um, she finds out that Dwight's out there cheating, you know, I mean, okay, he's cheating. Uh, he's out, he's messing around with some former teammates with the Miami, uh, was it the Miami Heat or was it the, or like, anyway, he was cheating on her and she broke up with him, went on a trip with some of her girlfriends, came back. He had been blowing up the phone. He wanted to get back with her. He wants to apologize Somebody, I think one of her friends was like, well, you should, you know, meet up at so-and-so and then have a talk with him. I think it was a public, either a restaurant or a park or something. Anyway, somewhere public so they can talk it out, you know, his, his situation, you know, his cheating and all of that. And she was like, no, I'm going to the hotel. She met him at a hotel. That was mistake number one. But she did. She said she sat and she listened to what he had to say. And then when she got ready to leave, he got up, he said, well, can I get a hug? And that hug ultimately led her to getting pregnant. All right. So when she found she was pregnant, uh, there came, she didn't really know what to do. She wasn't sure if she wanted to have the baby. She had made a decision that she was going to just get rid of it. She wasn't at a place in her life where she felt like she could deal with having children. And it was a lot of back and forth with her and Dwight about first, he didn't believe that that was his. He wanted her to sign these NDAs. He wanted her to take a prenatal, uh, 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 pre, uh, I'm sorry, a test while she was pregnant to determine if he, you know, is truly the father, DNA test while still pregnant, which is very dangerous. And she wouldn't do that. She had told her parents, well, she told her mom first and the mom's like, can you talk to your dad? Dad was like, we don't do that in our family. You know, that is a no-no. You are a responsible adult. You're going to, you made the decision to do what you did with him. Now you have to take on the responsibility of this child. So even though she was adamant about doing what she wanted to do, you know, she is very happy, you know, that she didn't go along with that program. But her relationship with Dwight, it just was, you know, it was in the toilet, you know, and he made life really, really hard for her because um, we know on the show she could never say his name. She could never say her son's name. She could never say his name. You know, 
<laughs> he just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure what the situation was going, you know, and this is outside of things that we've heard about Dwight in recent news. He just didn't seem like a really good person. You know, um, I think he started out that way. I think that was the image he was giving her. And then once she started getting to know him, start realizing that this isn't the, the knight in shining armor. I think that that Royce is looking for that knight in shining armor to be like her dad. And Dwight Howard is definitely not that at all. So that was the first part of the um, interview. You know, we talked a little bit about, like I said, uh, Basketball Wives, its beginnings and how she was very instrumental in pitching it to all these different stations. One of the stations um, who did think about it was the CW but or the UPN or whatever it is, whatever is UPN, CW, one of those. But they end up taking on America's Next Top Model. So, you know, um, it, I, it was it's good to hear her talking. I think because we know she had a gag order on her and I guess the gag order expired because now she's talking. Um, I'm just glad that she's talking. I'm glad that she is letting it be known. You know, she's talking about the, you know, these edits when it comes to the show and how things work. She's, you know, mentioned how, again, she's seen some of the current episodes and, you know, she just, you know, Carlos was like, would you ever come back to Basketball Lives? And she looked like, are you going to be part of it? Like, are you going to have anything to do with it? Because... It would be crazy for her to come back to Basketball Lives and and Shawnee is still an EP on the show. Now, I don't think Shawnee's on the show because she's remarried now and all that. And But I in this present, the way Basketball Wives is presently, well, has been, I shouldn't even say presently, just always been, nothing about it has been what I thought it was going to be about. I didn't know it was going to be a show about bullying and just running across tables and fighting and those kind of things. I really thought we was going to see, you know, a life like, you know, what's life like being with an NBA player? Like, what's your family life like? How do you get, how do you navigate these things? How do you navigate the groupies and all that? It just seemed to me like we were going to see more of that versus the stuff that we have seen over the years. So Tuesday will be the next episode. I'm looking forward to that. Talk to you guys later. Peace.